You are listening to Bullet Points. Bullet Points is our 15-minute monthly update on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bullet Points, a podcast brought to you by Women Against Gun Violence, where we update you on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement in 15 minutes or less. I'm Margot Bennett, your host for today. Today, we're going to talk about two things. One, problem solving, and two, the Supreme Court's recent Bruin ruling and its impact. So let's start with problem solving. A couple of Tuesdays ago, our email action alert covered America's ability or inability to solve problems. It was so well-received that I thought to reach a broader audience, I would make it one of our podcasts. So here we go. June is Gun Violence Awareness Month, and I just have to ask, is there anyone left in the United States that isn't aware of our gun violence problem? The gun nuts and the legislators that represent them don't see our daily gun violence as a problem, but New Zealand, Canada, Australia, France, the United Kingdom, Venezuela, and Uruguay do. They have all issued travel warnings against the United States, citing domestic terrorism and gun violence. The United States has shown a willingness to solve problems before, just not this one. In 1967, Jane Mansfield was killed when her car ran under the rear end of a tractor trailer. Since then, all trailers have underride guards or Mansfield bars to keep cars from going under them. In 1982, seven people died when Tylenol packaging was tampered with. Since then, it takes a PhD and a sharp object to get into a bottle of pills. In 1988, three children died while playing with lawn darts. Metal-tipped lawn darts were banned for sale in the United States. In 1995, a bombing using a certain kind of fertilizer killed 168 people. So the government imposed severe restrictions on the purchase of that fertilizer and also tagged the fertilizer so purchases of it can be traced. In 2001, one person attempted to blow up a plane with a shoe bomb. Since then, all air travelers have to take off their shoes for scanning before being allowed to board. And today, in 2023, every day, on average, 316 people in America are shot in murders, assaults, suicides, and suicide attempts, unintentional shootings, and police intervention. This problem apparently can't be solved, except with thoughts and prayers. But of course, we know better. There are many solutions, but not all may stand up to the Bruin decision, which we will review shortly. An assault weapons ban, a ban on high-capacity magazines, safe gun storage, raising the age requirements to purchase firearms. What will stand up to the Bruin decision is your vote. So be sure you vote 
and that you get others to vote too. And now on to the Bruin decision. You may have heard some conversation in gun violence prevention circles about the Supreme Court's recent Bruin decision in June 2022. The case from which the decision arose concerned the constitutionality of the 1911 Sullivan Act, a New York state law requiring applicants for a license to carry a concealed pistol on their person to show proper cause or a special need to do so. In Bruin, the Supreme Court found that the Sullivan Act was unconstitutional and lifted most state restrictions on the public carrying of firearms. But it also did something much more significant. It changed the way in which courts must now consider and judge Second Amendment challenges gun regulations and restrictions. The court found that based on the plain text of the Second Amendment, the petitioners have a right to bear arms in public for self-defense. Its historical review concludes that there is no American tradition of firearm regulation that justifies New York's proper cause requirement. The impact has been swift and far-reaching. States with strong gun laws, and therefore fewer gun deaths, are taking a look at their current laws and legislation to see if they fall under the American tradition of firearm regulation. And gun rights advocates, they're suing at even greater frequency to get impactful firearm regulations overturned. In a decision this year, a three-judge panel of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that it is unconstitutional to deny domestic abusers ownership of firearms, even when a domestic violence restraining order is in place. Citing the Supreme Court's Bruin decision, a judge on the panel said that from a historical perspective, the ban was an outlier that our ancestors would never have accepted. Even with the Bruin decision undermining our current and future gun regulations, we can still take action. We can and must address gun violence in ways that we think will survive a Bruin challenge. California's Assembly Bill 28 authorized by Assembly Member Jesse Gabriel, does just that. AB 28 will establish the Gun Violence Prevention, Healing, and Recovery Fund, supported by a surtax on firearm industry profits, to make long-term investments in a variety of vital initiatives designed to prevent gun violence, protect and heal survivors, improve implementation and coordination of gun violence prevention activities, solve more murders and shootings, and promote justice and equal access to safety for all Californians. We strongly support this legislation, and we hope you will too. AB 28 is currently in the California Senate, and we need you to reach out to your California state senator and tell them to vote for AB 28 
to help keep us safe. I want to end this episode with a big thanks to you for the many ways in which you support and amplify WAGFA's work. Be sure to follow us on TikTok at WAGVA.org, as well as on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you haven't already signed up for our weekly action alerts, you can do so on our website at www.wagva.org. We have some programming coming up in honor of Gun Violence Awareness Month. On Tuesday, June 13 at 5.30 p.m., the City of Santa Monica is presenting a proclamation acknowledging Gun Violence Awareness Month. And on Friday, June 23rd, the Los Angeles City Council is presenting us with a proclamation in honor of our 30 years of service. We hope you can join us there. If you have any questions or topics you would like us to address, please be sure to email me at wagva at wagva.org. Thank you for listening to Bullet Points, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at wagv.org to sign up for our action alerts. We're looking forward to you joining us next month.